There's a sad news for you guys. Johnny Ive is not going to continue working with Apple anymore. Apple has decided not to renew the contract which means this is the end of the Ive era and it just makes me wonder what is going to be the future of Apple products and their designs. Are we going to see the products as good as we always saw them? Who is going to take over the design? How are the products going to look like? Will they still be inspired by Ive? Also, If Ive is retiring from Apple officially not continuing designing Apple products does that mean he'll partner up with some Android mobile company and inspire their designs or work on their designs there is a lot to talk about in this episode because this situation is really really freaking me up hello and welcome to the iGeeks blog show an Apple exclusive podcast you're listening to the iGeeks blog show and I'm your host Harshanki In today's episode we're going to be discussing about why is the courtship between Johnny Ive and Apple ending and what is going to be the future of Apple's products now that the best designer that the world has ever had is no longer going to design its products also why did Apple get to this decision and is Ive era really the past now that we are talking about the past i mean let bygones be bygones so what is going to be the future and who is going to match up to those expectations so stay tuned to the episode but before that don't forget to connect with us on our social media channels if you want all of this information in the written format then just download our app and if you want to chat with me one on one then hit me up on my instagram harshanki with an extra i so this news came up to me a couple of days ago that apple has decided to not renew their contract with ives firm love firm which means the 100 million dollar deal that they had is coming to an end and not going to be renewed anymore now there are a lot of reasons if you ask me for the probable split and end the primary reason could be the fact that i had secured a 100 million dollars deal with apple just to design its products not design but oversee the designing of apple products future apple products see if you ask me i'm a hardcore marketer okay and a lot of you don't know this yet but i have a marketing agency of my own and getting a client that is paying you 100 million dollars to design its products is the dream client ever like how good can it get right but as appalling as this number is sadly it was discussed a lot and probably this is the reason This 100 million dollar deal is a probable reason why Apple may have decided to discontinue its term. See the thing is I agree Love Form had Apple at its biggest client but then they were also paying him a hefty amount of money which was not being taken pretty well inside the Cupertino headquarters. Not just that the fact that I've kept taking employees from Apple after receiving like 70% of its revenue from the parent company is a little how do i say it not so corporate friendly behavior right it's not so professional behavior well you know what they say everything is fair in business but maybe this could also come up as a possible reason why they decided to not renew it any further for those of you all who don't know johnny i founded his new company love form in 2019 and signed apple as his first client before that he had worked with apple for 27 freaking years Now despite Apple's commitment to continue working with Ives company on a long term basis remember how Cook made a statement when Ives decided to leave in 2019 that Apple is going to continue working with Ives for a very 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 long time this ship has sailed bro this has ended just like 100 million dollar was 
pretty huge amount and not going well with a couple of people from the Apple side. Love Form also had its concern and maybe that is why they decided not to renew the deal any further. So the thing is, the revenue, this this amount that they were being paid came with a price, which was that Johnny I was not allowed to work with any company that Apple found competitive. Now, this is a very vague statement and quite a broad statement if you ask me, because any company that Apple finds competitive is not allowed to work with Loveform. Think about it, you guys. Apple is not a one product or a one service company. It is a freaking ecosystem. It is selling phones, laptops, personal computers, watches, a lot of things, right? And so just imagine this restricts I from basically designing anything in the tech ecosystem. And this is why it was turning out to be quite restrictive for his creative space because after a while you kind of want to jump the bandwagon and see and experiment with different things right and now that they are no longer working together he actually has the liberty to design any freaking product that he wants to in the world and let's face it i mean android affordability with johnny i's design i mean let's face it come on Android's affordability with Johnny I's design, that sounds like a dream package to me and I would definitely look forward to that. I mean, oof, la la, right? Okay, you must be wondering why I keep obsessing about Johnny I for so long because I am a design person. Being a marketer, I have a knack for design, okay? And you appreciate good design. You appreciate a good designer. Not just that. From the back-end point of view, it was not just Steve Jobs. It was this partnership between Jobs and Ive that got Apple to where it is today. Ive was a close friend and collaborator for Steve Jobs, but sadly, his relationship with Kirk has been somewhat rocky. Had it, I mean, had it not been for Steve Jobs and Ive's uh, partnership, we wouldn't have seen Apple's fortune transforming, right? I mean, first... With the creation of the brightly colored transparent iMac and then with the versions of iPhone, iPod, I'm sorry, iPod and then the iPhones. See, the products were so gorgeous, like the first versions of these products were so gorgeous and breathtaking that it's, sometimes it's a little hard to keep up with the timeline. Johnny, I did help Apple make the design powerhouse. I mean, I've had a long tenure at Apple that helped them reimagine the look and feel of its product as it emerged from the lull in the 90s. Ive was born in East London and studied at Newcastle Polytechnic, led Apple's design team from 1996 to 2019. And he's responsible for Apple's most popular products. Some of them are even used as displays in museums. And there is no doubt that for centuries to come, these products are going to be used as case studies, both when it comes to the product development or would be written in the history of design books, hands down. He was a close collaborator of Steve Jobs, and he made global headlines for the first time when he debuted with iMac G3. The bold, colorful desktop not only changed the history of computing, but also saved Apple from going bankrupt. There's a very nice book about Johnny I've written where these chapters or this part of his life is described with perfection. It's by Isaac Walton. I'll, I'll attach the link of the book here in the description. You guys should download that book or just get yourself a copy today and check it out, you guys. It describes the situation so majestically. Coming back to the powerful iMac, 
Its playful design changed the perception of a traditional computer that was always hidden under a desk in the office. And then came the iPod with its revolutionary click wheel interface, rounded corners and pocketable size. The iPod was also a little computer that played music. Just imagine the transition from a Walkman to an iPod, you guys. And the beautiful copywriting done to promote the iPod. Thousand songs in your pocket. Golden. That's like cherry on the cake. The launch of the iPhone put Apple at the front of cutting-edge innovation and gave Ive both name and fame as a leading industrial designer. He's also helped design MacBook Air, iPad and the Apple Watch. Now, the Apple Watch time was a little stressful for him because he wanted to come up with a product that emphasized on something that is sleek but equally fitting for all the features that they wanted to add in the product. And this has been an ongoing rift after Cook took over because now the primary concern was not just the look and the feel of products. It was also about the softwares and the features that the product was offering, right? We all know, I mean, this is this is not a hidden fact that Cook has always been a service-based person and he's always focused on developing the services and the accessories along with developing the main product to expand the ecosystem. And this is where maybe some cold-bloodedness started between Cook and Ivor. Maybe started the, they don't have a good bond together rumors. I don't know if I should call this a sad occurrence or say fortunately, but after Jobs died, Ives' responsibilities expanded beyond leading the industrial design team. He was put in charge of the software as the lead of human interface department, an area which he didn't have much expertise in, any expertise for that matter. He also took over Jobs' role in overseeing the planning and construction of the Apple Park, the $5 billion spaceship headquarters. And on top of this, the development and launch of the Apple Watch, a project close to Ive. But it put a lot of pressure on the design and imagine the workload that they had here. Out of respect, I mean, if the pressure increases, which means your responsibilities also increase, right? So you have to reward the person in a certain way. And out of respect, he was named Apple's first chief design officer in the year 2015. So then what went wrong exactly and why did he take this decision? Was it the work pressure? Agreed, there was a lot of stress, but it can never be the work pressure, right? I've already mentioned the reason in the beginning of this episode that it was probably Cook's disinterest in the design aspect that led him to believe that just ignited the fire and got him to the thoughts of leaving the company and possibly an entrepreneurial journey that he always wanted to take. I mean, look at it, 2022 and he has Apple yet. I mean, they've not, the contract hasn't ended yet. So they have Apple, Ferrari and Airbnb as the clients. Dream clients right there acing the entrepreneurial game I've huge respect so yeah I mean we have to agree that Apple did have a change in its design philosophy after Cook took over and it's hard not to acknowledge the influence that I've had on the design of Apple products but more importantly the products he created changed our relationship with technology but we can't always blame everything on the office politics if you ask me or these rumors see because Accepting that he wanted to leave Apple because of the entrepreneurial spirit might have ignited in him is still more feasible rather than the fact that him and Cook were not getting along. 
Cook has also gone on record to call these rumors absurd, right? Also, a lot of people believe that towards the end, I wasn't performing as good as he used to. And some of his products that he designed did not perform good at all. Forget not performing remarkably well, they barely thrived. This disappointed Apple's pro-consumers gave Apple a really bad PR, which we're still making up from. And maybe that is what got into the discussion of probably I having a brain refresh or a brain reset or just quitting the company on the whole. I mean, the Mac lineup suffered so much. I've like thinner and lighter computers. And that obsession of his led to multiple failed Macs. The most shining example would be the 2013 trash can MacBook Pro. I mean, Apple had to do a rare roundtable with selected journalists to explain what went wrong with the desktop computer, which was aimed at professional users. Apple also had a similar experience with the 12-inch MacBook in the year 2015, a notebook meant to replace MacBook Air. I, I can't even get started at it. The single USB-C port. Butterfly keyboard, low-powered Intel processor, along with a high price, led to terrible, terrible reviews of the product. Ultimately, Apple had to discontinue the device. And then came the 16-inch MacBook Pro with touch bar and the flat butterfly keyboard. Oh my goodness. The amount of hatred that this beautiful piece received is... Deserves another episode of its own, to to be honest with you guys. I mean, if I say this out in a room full of 100 people, there are going to be debates right there thrashing out the product. This is how terrible the product went. Oh, it gets better. If you're a hardcore Apple user, then you would remember it just had 16 GB of RAM and also did not have the latest Intel processor at the launch. Terrible, terrible product. Trashy. Trashy at its best. I mean, there's no better word to describe this. Now, these missteps that Apple made with the 12-inch MacBook or the 16-inch MacBook Pro invited a lot of negative press and gave a bad name to the company, which was known for its design, you know, and the brand power. And these things impacted the brand power to a greater extent. This is where Ives' downfall probably began and that era possibly started. But we still see his influence on a lot of Apple products even today, right? Including AirPods Max and the Mac Studio. However, a lot of things that he did back in the days were immediately corrected once I've left the company. For example, gone is the butterfly keyboard, which was first introduced in the year 2015. Apple replaced the keyboard in the year 2020, saving its MacBook for years of trouble for that matter. Similarly, the MacBook Pro no longer comes with the touch bar that was replaced with physical function keys. The all-new 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pro was launched in the year 2021, incorporated an SD card slot and also an HDMI slot. They are also a bit thicker and denser. These design changes are widely praised by creative professionals who hated to carry multiple adapters when they went out on the field. The new Mac Studio, Apple's most complete Compelling Mac design in years is compact, cool, and powerful. Even though the design has a Johnny Ive stamp on it, it's screaming Johnny Ive, the Mac Studio has a 
ton of power but still maintains a compact rock solid design even the iphone has got a revamped design post the exit of i from apple beginning from the iphone 12 all new iphones sport a new design language which includes squared off edges under the watchful eye of tim cook apple's design philosophy just seems to be changing after aligning with customer demand so now the products are not just known for their good design but more realistic products more sturdy products more feature friendly products remember how we talked about how apple is becoming a customer centric company in the last episode literally in the last episode well that has also impacted its design and agreed some of the devices have turned out to be thicker but feature wise they've turned out to be way better than the older versions no doubt about that well you can't just discredit uh, johnny ive like that but what we're trying to say here in this episode is that apple's design inspirations have been changing and now aligning with customer demands it is unlikely that ive's influence on apple's upcoming products will never be felt i mean that can never happen you always even though he's not designing or overseeing the design process anymore you're always going to see sense that flavor somehow right But what we will see is a less stubborn Apple and a more customer-friendly Apple. And for sure, the era of drastic design changes for Apple are over, and Apple knows it very well. No one knows it better than Apple. Cupertino has understood that sometimes a beautiful design can turn out to be bad, and fixing a faulty product leads to loss of millions of dollars in revenue and a terrible PR. You know money can always be earned back but terrible PR and bad publicity uh uh-uh. uh so after i quit in 2019 and was working as an agency with apple it was jeff williams who was overseeing the design process in house does this mean he would be the next chief design officer or maybe have more to do with apple's design in the future For those of you who don't know Jeff Williams, Jeff Williams is Apple's chief operating officer and he reports directly to Tim Cook. So CEOs are someone working on the ground. Just consider him to be Cook's right hand like he's always on the ground, more in touch with the team and directly reports to Tim Cook. He joined Apple in the year 1998 as a head of worldwide procurement and stepped up to worldwide operations of all the products by 2010. The Apple CEO O played a key role in development of the Apple Watch and continues to pioneer new advancements in health and medical research initiatives at Apple. He was being looked at as the successor to Tim Cook for the position of CEO, but considering how close they are to each other's age, I highly doubt that can happen. Although they have a great partnership between each other because they follow a similar lenient kind of leadership style although jeff is more focused on the product development and he's really in touch with the product development teams this is probably because he has uh, his education in mechanical engineering we don't get to see him speak often like he usually does some presenting but all the public speaking is taken care of tim cook well we have to agree that after johnny ives departure from apple there is an enormous leadership vacuum left in its wake Ives title chief design officer may be an honorary one is an honorary one for that matter and cannot be given to anyone else Jeffrey Williams is going to be acting as an oversight for design until the company places a more permanent leadership there 
This means that Evans Hankey, Vice President of Industrial Design, and Alan Dye, Vice President of Human Interface Design, are reporting to COO and currently three of the most prominent people responsible for the future of Apple design. I'm really looking forward to see how this partnership is resulting into incredible products in the future. But let's wait for a couple more releases to see what is this partnership putting on the table. I believe the current iPhone, I mean 14 that is going to come out in a month and a half from now, possibly would have iOS influence or maybe 100% his design because the contract is going to end, right? And iPhone has been in development for a year now. But let's wait for the product to come out and then we can dig deeper and see what is the truth behind it. Well, I hope you have liked today's episode. If you did, don't forget to connect with us on our social media channels. And if you have any feedback, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm available as Ashanki with an extra I. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm going to see you guys next week with more exciting content. So stay tuned and keep listening to the iGeeks blog show. This is Ashanki signing off. Stay hydrated. Stay connected.